Welcome back, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line, it's Eric Woodyard of the Deseret News. Sprint, by the way, is the network built for Unlimited with great deals on great devices every day. Visit the local Sprint store near you. We'll get some of your listener, uh, the listeners' feedback here in a second. Uh, Eric, I said uh, you know, there's a lot of conversation out there about the Jazz being contenders now. Uh, I think they're no longer pretenders, that's for dang sure. Maybe like contenders, but I feel like we have more poker to be played to kind of understand where exactly they fall on the line of labeling contenders. What are your thoughts on kind of where the Jazz really sit and how you would label them at this point with Mike Conley now being a part of the team? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm interested to see what else, how the rest of the offseason play out. I, mean, I thought it was a big move, a move that had to be made. You know, they didn't want to take that risk of waiting to free agency, you know, bringing another guy in. So I thought it was a a win, not move. I was pretty pleased with it, but I'm interested to see what happens, uh, you know, as well after uh, the free agent period as well. So to see how the rest of this team rounds out. Where, uh, in your opinion, would Mike Conley uh, land on the wish list if the Jazz could have had their druthers with free agency or trades? Where would he have landed there? I think it was the safest bet. I mean, I think, you know, they obviously it was some uh, talks with uh, Tobias Harris and uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell and trying to get those guys who were a little younger, but I think uh, that was a it was it was the safest bet. You know, I can't really you know I wasn't in the room with them or I don't know as far as like who was the top target or anything. But um, I think it was the safest target. And I think it was the most doable, and I think they had to get that done. Yeah, I think there was a real risk that if you don't, you could lose out on all of it, and now you're looking at a very difficult situation uh, going forward. Um, your thoughts on kind of how much better you think Mike Conley can help Donovan Mitchell become and vice versa as these two could really combine uh, to be a great duo there in the backcourt. Man, as long as they stay healthy, I think the sky's the limit for these two guys. Man, I think uh, they both make each other better. You heard Donovan yesterday talking about, you know, how he feel like he can learn a lot from the pick and roll game with, with Conley and how uh, crafty Conley is with finishing with both hands. Um, he's a veteran, 12 seasons with Memphis, uh, all-time leader in, you know, pretty much every category over there. And uh, I think he can learn a lot from him, man. I think Conley hasn't played with a young, dynamic star like Donovan, so I think you're going to see a, a fun backcourt to watch, man. I think it's going to be fun in Utah next year. We all knew and saw that the Jazz needed better shooting and, and more scoring, but another issue that they had was turnovers, and on top of that, the points that were being scored off those turnovers they committed. They were 10th, or rather they gave up the 10th most per game points off turnovers. How much do you think that factored in to the Jazz wanting to upgrade that point guard position? It factored in a lot. I mean, you, you, you're talking about Conley, one of the most poised veteran guards of the league, man. I mean, who's been in those situations, been in the grit and grind era, uh, you know, understands how to control the tempo. And uh, I think it's going to help out a lot, man. The turnovers, I think, you know, that's that's something you're not going to have to worry about. Mike Conley takes care of the ball. Um, so, yeah, I think you definitely had to factor that in as well. And, uh, I mean, that outside, the way he's able to score and the outside shooting, that adds a lot to this team, man. I mean, and he's just as great a defender, if not better, than Ricky Rubio. So I think it was a great situation. Like I said, the biggest thing for him is just can he stay healthy. I mean, last year he did play 70 games, average career high, but we know he had Achilles injuries, had some injuries in the past. He'll be 32 years old when the season starts. So it's going to really be about him staying healthy. But if he can stay healthy, him and Donovan, man, I think these guys, uh, they're going to be so fun to watch, man. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Quinn Snyder's offense was able to kind of overachieve and I think do more than what was expected 
each time that he's had different point guards, whether it's Bryce Cotton, what they won like 23 of their last, mm. or, or I, I right. think it was like 16 of the last 23 or something mm. in that year, Trey Burke, all of that. We know about that. Then he ended up with George Hill, and uh, this team was able to get to 51 wins, also uh, win a playoff series. We know Ricky Rubio actually had some of his, even though it didn't work out overall, still had some better production than he had had in his entire career before, uh, uh, you know, while he was with the Utah Jazz. What about this system do you like to fit for Mike Conley and for Mike Conley to fit with what Quinn Snyder does? I think, you know, there's so much movement, man. I think, you know, he'll be in a position where, you know, anybody can score in the unselfishness. I'm not saying that he didn't have that in Memphis, but I, I think uh, they played a lot of slow-down basketball half-court. I think there's so much movement. And you will you might even see a, a better Mike Conley as well in, you know, the how much emphasis they put on player development as well. Um, you, you never can stop growing in this league, even though he is – in his 30s, I think a new set and a new situation that might even re-energize Mike. So, I mean, uh, sky's the limit, man. Quinn might even get the best out of Mike Conley. We all know Quinn was a former point guard as well, so he does well with point guards like you guys mentioned, Ricky Rubio and George Hill and those guys. And I think uh, uh, if he's healthy, man, I think we can see maybe one of the best Conley seasons of his career. So after the Jazz trade or reportedly are going to trade away the the three players in Allen, Corver and Crowder and bring in Conley, they've got some slots to fill. Do you think that they'll consider uh, uh, renouncing favors to have a little more money to go after uh, some bigger guys or a couple guys, or do you think that they're comfortable sitting with the around four, four and a half million they'd have by keeping favors to spend there? I feel like they'd be comfortable with that. I mean, at this point, uh, favors only on a one more year, you know, so why not just try it out? And he's been so valuable, man. Favors came up and has one playoff games for these guys. I think that's another risk that you're taking is trying to test that free agent market. I think um, upgrading at the point card position was a great, great, uh, great thing to do. And I think they should stick with favors. I mean, I, I don't see them, you know, going away from him at this point, you know, but, you know, who knows what happens, man. But I, I don't, I just don't see that happening. What do you think is kind of the next step for Rudy Gobert and his development, and uh, how confident are you that he can reach that here in the 2020 season? Yeah, I think the next step is just for him to continue to improve on offense, you know, uh, coming back with something better than he was last year. We know the great defender he is. We know he took on the challenge of trying to guard on the perimeter and switches and things like that. Now I think it's just taking that, what he was doing last year, to the next level, trying to come back with some type of go-to move, uh, even improving that much more at becoming a better defender, you know, in switches and pick and rolls and stuff like that. So I think uh, just continuing to improve at those things, I think he's headed in the right direction. He wants to get better. Uh, we know his commitment to getting better. He's training out in L.A. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, it's just he's, he's headed, this team is headed in the right path. It's just keeping things going, staying healthy, and uh, just continue to, continue to get better, man, trying to improve at some of the some of the in-house guys they already have, you know, the, the George Niangs, the – uh, Royce O'Neal's, you know, those guys, those are going to be big for the team. How much can those guys grow from last year as well? So, you know, necessarily not bringing more guys in is just developing what they have. Eric Woodyard of the Desert News here with us talking about the uh, Utah Jazz. Eric, uh, Mike Conley is a defensive player. What kind of makeup does he possess on that end of the floor? I mean, he's a 6 1. He's, uh, He's, I feel like he's deceptive on defense. He's kind of small, but he knows how to, you know, stand his ground. He's not just a lockdown guy, but it's not many of those nowadays anyway. I mean, I feel like he's in the mode of Ricky Rubio a little bit. You know, I feel like uh, it's not it's not a downgrade at all. So, uh, and like I say, he's played in that grit and grind era. He's, he's 
sat down on defense. He, he understands defensive principles. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, he's not a liability at all. What are your thoughts on the draft tonight? Now the Jazz don't have a first round pick. Uh, they're picking at fifty three. I mean, it's a it's a totally different look for you. But overall, uh, in the league, uh, kind of, what are your expectations tonight, and and how do you think it's going to play out? Uh, man, we know what the top guys, you know, the John Morant, the Zion's, the RJ's, all those. We know how good those are, but it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be somebody that comes out of nowhere and just, you know, kind of how Donovan did a couple of years ago and just shocks everybody. It's just kind of open for that. It feels like it's going to happen. I'm not sure who it'll be, but I feel like somebody's going to come out of nowhere. It's like open for that to happen um, and just shock everybody. So I'm interested. I think, you know, pretty much after those first few picks, everything is just kind of a toss-up, man. I read so many different reports and mock drafts, and I'm just kind of interested in wanting to see what's going to happen. I'm um, not sure what you can really get at 53, you know, uh, for the Jazz. They may, they may even try to move up. You know, but uh, it, it'll be interesting to sit back and watch and see what happens tonight. Um, I, I think it'll be fun uh, to see what happens. You a believer in Zion to be a superstar? I don't know about a superstar, but a star for sure. Uh-huh. You know, uh, man, that kid is just so athletic. And uh, uh, he reminds me of Larry Johnson, Sean Kemp, those type of just explosive yep. athletic guys. And it depends on how much, you know, his skills can develop. You know, we know how, how athletic he is. We know how uh, of a physical st- uh, specimen he is, but... He has the potential to be a superstar for sure, but I think he, I think he's for sure going to be a star. Uh, yeah, I saw you reporting about uh, Antonio Lang now hired with the Cleveland Cavaliers. What kind of loss is that for the Jazz coaching staff? Big loss. I mean, you know, Antonio Lang was very, very close to Quinn Snyder. Uh, both Duke products uh, was very integral in the big men, especially uh, Derek Favors, and just an overall good guy, man. I don't think nobody had any bad stories about Tony, man. Tony. Spoke fluent Japanese. I've seen him like straight up speak fluent Japanese. So like, wow. uh, guys, just overall good, good, good guy, man. His kids was both college basketball players. Uh, just a great guy for the community. Um, a big loss as far as just uh, his personality and attitude. So whoever comes in next, gonna have big shoes to fill. Oh, for sure. Eric Woodyard, Desiree News, with us here on ninety-seven five twelve eighty. The Zone. Ethan's talent search pretty fun to follow, man. What's uh, the latest on that, <laughs> and and how do people get a copy? Oh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's great, man. Uh, it's, it was doing great. Uh, he just finished up pre-K. Uh, the books are available on Amazon and Kindle. Um, once again, it's about my son uh, finding his talent, and he finds out what he's good at through what he's not good at. So all his cousins and family and friends, our characters in the book, they have different talents, and he has to uh, – he's trying what they're doing. He's not as good, but he doesn't get discouraged. And um, It's just good, man. It's good for, for young kids, and it's on, on Amazon and Kindle if you guys are interested in He's super excited about it. <laughs> it's good that he has awesome. such a great role model that definitely ignored the advice of my co-host. Do we have and to bring I appreciate this up every time yeah, we have Eric on the station? That, Eric. I told y'all, man, last time, look, it's over now, but I was watching the episode, uh, I was watching the series, The Shot. Y'all should check that out, man. The season two just ended. <laughs> so, yeah, see, great, see, see <laughs> Eric, yeah, I, I, you and I, we knew what we were talking about. I meant addiction, not in a, not in a hellacious way, like a, like you eat too much, or you 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 eat ice too much ice cream, or you watch too much of a single show. These degenerates went to the gutter. I watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're the best. Love it, Eric. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Appreciate y'all.